welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping women to live at their finest holistic health so that they are empowered to possess their worth, nourish their bodies and spirits, and triumph as health champions. I am your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I am a board-certified family physician, health and fitness coach, and the founder of Living at Your Finest Company. Have you struggled with your holistic health, spirit, mind, and body? Perhaps you thought you had it all figured out only for it to come tumbling over. Imagine consistently living at your finest health with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically. Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph on this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our personal health journeys using an exciting holistic approach, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some fun and candid dialogue. Hello, Living at Your Finest Champions. I am back as your host for episode 26 on our Health Focus Approach series. We have a thought-provoking episode this afternoon on healthy gut, healthy brain. Did you know that one in three seniors die with dementia or Alzheimer's disease? Over 5 million Americans are struggling with dementia. And these changes start as early as 20, 30, or 40 years before the diagnosis is made. There's some concerns. We can start early. In this episode, we are going to discover the brain-gut connection. We're going to discover the reasons for an unhealthy brain, and we're going to also figure out the best way to take care of our brain so that it's healthy and strong. But first, it's time to listen to our Living at Your Finest Health Champion of the Week in person of Dr. Tululope Olabitan. She is a family physician and she's the founder of Living Spring Family Medical Center. She shares her win on ways to replenish ourselves and I can't wait for you to hear it. I was tr- truly, truly blessed by it. Thanks for sharing your win, Doc. Hi, everyone. My name is Tolope Olabinton. I am a board-certified family physician, currently um, offering primary care services to HIV-positive patients in the Fort Worth area. I also recently launched my own private uh, family medical practice in the Mansfield area. It's currently virtual now, and I'm pretty excited about that. But one thing I wanted to share in regards to a health win for me I would say in what I call the year of the resilience training, aka the COVID pandemic year, one of the things I've learned is the importance of refueling, refueling. You know, there are times where I'll struggle with the guilt of feeling tired or feeling overwhelmed. You know, thoughts like, well, you're a doctor, you should never be tired. You're supposed to always serve, have been on my mind. But then I understood um, even more so that I'm human and it's important for me to draw strength so I can offer strength as well. Um, So during the COVID pandemic, I picked up the habit of taking a prayer walk uh, for one hour, 6 to 7 a.m. most mornings where I pray for my patients. I unburden the place of prayer. I meditate on the word of God and God's promises to me and for my patients. um, And I feel a sense of relief. You know, I'm able to unburden so I can take on more and then unburden. And the process goes on and on and on. And I also get to enjoy the Dallas skies. So that's been a big win for me. Thank you for allowing me to share. Please note that though I am a family physician, I am not your physician. 
My goal is to provide a platform for educational purposes and for all matters pertaining to health and personal development. The words and other content provided here or in any linked materials are not intended as medical advice and do not reflect those of any organization that I'm employed by or affiliated with. Please consult your doctor for your specific needs. Thank you. Have you heard that scientists now refer to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes or diabetes of the brain? The reason is because they found that that patients that have diabetes are four times at risk of developing dementia, which just means memory loss. And they also found that that patients that had pre-diabetes, so just before becoming diabetic, they actually look what we know as pre-dementia. Loss is definitely one of those common complaints that I, that I, you know, in my practice, you know, everyone is concerned about the declining brain health, everyone is anxious, depression, personality disorder, all of these are things that are healthy brain. If I'm being honest, sometimes I'm concerned myself, right? When I forget where I just dropped my key, my car keys, or what I was about to do when I went into the pantry. So I'm sure you have also been there where you figured uh, something is going on with my memory. I'm not remembering things as sharp as I should, right? But there are definitely things that we can do because nobody wants to lose the executive function. That is where we think, we remember, we focus, we stay energized. Nobody wants to lose their mind, right? Someone say amen to that. Yes, nobody wants to lose their mind, especially since you can get a replaced knee, you can get a replaced heart, a replaced kidney. Up to date, there's no replaced brain. We definitely need to make sure that we take care of our brains. And I know that as health champions, that is our goal. And we're going to see what we can do to achieve that today. Now, what happens in the brain? So in our early 20s, 30s, and 40s, we are maturing, right? We're maturing, our body's getting the grabs of who we are. We're developing the different parts of our brain. They're all interconnected, you know, self-regulating, self-control, self-awareness of our emotions. All of this take place. And as this is taking place, myelin is an insulation. So it's like, Let's see, let's see, how can I give the example? Like, so when we're cold, you know, we put on our jacket. So we're trying to keep ourselves warm. So the same thing with the myelin. The myelin is an insulation layer. So it surrounds the neurons and it helps it to fire and move at the at, at a rate that it needs to. So if we want to think right away, we're thinking, we're sharp on our feet. So that's what the myelin does. It protects the neurons. But then as we, we get into our 40s and middle age, it begins to slow down. We don't have all that myelin taking place. Interesting, right? So this is where the gut-brain connection comes in. We know that our brain is an organ that connects everything in our bodies, right? And it's also a very important and powerful organ. It's about three pounds. It's a three pound universe sitting on top of our body and it, it, it takes all our choices, our personality. It allows us to be fully engaged. Neurons that I was referring to that the myelin covers, it's found in our brain and in our central nervous system, and it tells our bodies how to behave. So they're over a hundred billion, right? So when we talk about fixing our brain, we need to talk about fixing our gut first. Why that? Well, let me tell you. The gut itself is a gastrointestinal tract, and it starts from our mouth all the way to the anus, and it includes the organs of the digestive system. Food goes through our mouth and is digested by all the enzymes and all the hormones, and it helps to extract nutrients and absorb energy, 
right? And then ultimately waste product is excreted, you know, as feces, of course, some waste product um, as urine, but that's a urinary tract, that's a different system altogether. Our gut contains 500 million neurons, which are connected to our brain, through our nerves in the nervous system with the vagus nerve, which is one of the big nerves connecting our gut to our brain. And they send directions both ways. So if you remember, I said there's a connection that is exactly where that connection starts. You take care of your gut, you take care of your brain in these several ways. The first one is chemically, right? So I just alluded to the fact that the gut connects with the brain through chemicals. And these chemicals are in form of hormones and neurotransmitters, right? These are produced by the trillion gut microbions. So microbions are like the bacteria in, in our gut system, they're produced by there. Some of those neurotransmitters um, help with our emotions, with our feelings like serotonin. I'm sure you've heard about the feel-good hormone, which is the serotonin. It's Some of it is actually produced in the gut. So if you don't have good gut, right? You're not having the amount of serotonin that you need to have. And then you're unfortunately having all this mental issues. Another neurotransmitter that is produced in the gut is called the GABA, with the full name is the GABA aminobutyric acid. It helps to control our feelings of fear and anxiety. Studies actually show in the lab that when biotics, so that's just pretty much the bacteria that helps good bacteria, when you it, when, when the certain probiotics are taken, it increases this GABA and it reduces anxiety and depression-like behavior. So very, very important. Another way that the gut is connected with the brain is through our immune system. Did you know that 70% of our immune system is made in the gut? Yeah. So with the immune system, if it's not properly formed and you have inflammation, then you have it leaking out and it gets to the brain. Unfortunately, it can leak out. And when it gets to the brain, it can cause Alzheimer's, it can cause dementia. Um, and how does it leak out? I'm sure you've heard of the leaky gut before. So if the gut barrier is compromised, you'd have a lot of inflammation that leaks out. And unfortunately, the immune system that was supposed to be created by the gut is not functioning at its best. Now, what is another way that the gut and the brain is connected? It's through the bacteria that I already spoke about, right? This is where you hear people talk about the good bacteria, the good flora. Probiotics is a good bacteria. The prebiotics pretty much means the food that the good bacteria feeds on. So the question now is what kind of gut microbiomes do you have? Is it healthy? Is it unhealthy? Is it bad or is it good, good bacteria? All of this depends on the food that we eat, right? If we don't eat the right foods and we don't have the right bacteria, then we're not able to absorb our nutrients properly. And unfortunately we can have leaky gut. So very, very important that we pay attention to what we eat. The probiotics that affect the brain are also referred to as psychobiotics, pretty much mental biotics. I know that personally, when I started eating better, when I had a lot of brain fog and I started paying attention to the kind of foods I was eating, I noticed that my anxiety and stress level reduced. I have been very 
candid about my health struggles and how I was able to overcome them one day at a time. And I'm being, of course, empowered and knowledgeable about all the ways that I can live a healthier lifestyle and live at my finest. One study actually showed people that had irritable bowel syndrome, once they were taking probiotics, they actually had a decreased level of anxiety and depression. Thank you for your support to the Living at Your Finest podcast. Friendly reminder to please subscribe on iTunes if you have not done so already. Share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Now, have you heard of a terminology called dementia genes? Dementia genes are things that cause dementia from the word dementia. They are brain damaging things. And we're going to talk about some of them today. The first one is inflammatory diet. For me, as I had mentioned, I, a few years ago, brain fog came in the way of my cognition being affected. I was just forgetting things a lot. I was fatigued until I sat back and did an inventory of what I was eating. I realized that even though, yeah, I said I was eating well, but I was also eating unhealthy. I had a lot of artificial sweeteners, which I thought I was cutting back on my calories, trying to lose weight but it didn't help me. It created leaky gut. My body couldn't recognize it as food. So it wasn't digesting and it was just causing holes, punching holes in my gut system. Fortunately, I was just really, really weak and tired. I wasn't thinking straight. So any processed sugars, um, you know, processed foods, some people can be affected by dairy, some people gluten. You just have to figure out what it is, a process of elimination to figure out what foods you're eating that are not nutritious for you. You have to make sure you have a balanced diet because if you have a balanced diet, you're eating your lean proteins, you're eating your fruits and veggies that give you all the nutrients that you need. So that's the first one, getting rid of inflammatory foods. I always remember crap. So carbonated drinks, um, we have R, which is refined sugar, A is artificial sweeteners, and P is your processed foods. So those are the things you need to stay away from. A second one that you need to pay attention to that is a dementogen is lack of exercise. When we exercise, we actually activate our brains, we we get blood flowing, blood supply to the brain. We also are staying fit and strong. Recommendation is one 15 minutes to five, five days a week. Definitely helps if you're just trying to maintain. If you're trying to lose, then it's different. But for the American Heart Association, they stay at least one 50 minutes, five days a week. And it doesn't all have to be together. It can be in chunks of like, so 30 minutes a day, five days a week. You can like break it into 10, 10, 10, but at least doing something that's what matters number three another dementia gene is a lack of sleep when you don't have good quality sleep unfortunately we're not able to get rid of metabolic waste good quality sleep is seven to nine hours anything less than seven your body does not activate the growth hormone it does not activate the clearing of the waste Uh, we need to go into that deep sleep. I do have a video on how to sleep better. Um, Check it out on my YouTube channel. It definitely gives you a lot of tips. I have definitely worked on my sleep, the quality of sleep and just measures to make sure that I sleep well. Some to mention, definitely making sure that at least an hour before bedtime that you turn off all electronics, you turn off the lights, dim the lights, you know, take something um, just to soothe you. If it's a tea, 
you know, just whatever it is, lavender, I love lavender, I use it to calm myself down. So there's several things, please watch that video if you need some additional information and how to ensure that you sleep well. Sleep is so important for the brain, it needs to be rejuvenated and without adequate sleep, they say, shorten your sleep, you shorten your life. And I'm sure that that's not our goal, stress. Stress is a dermatogen. Why is it a dermatogen? It's because high levels of cortisol unfortunately shrinks the brain. Oh, stress shrinks the brain. When I learned this, I've learned to just let a few things go. I'm gradually working on it. I was very soon to get to this where I let everything go. Right. So we need to be mindful. They were found in some studies, tumors in the animals that were producing cortisol was actually causing shrinkage of the memory center in the hippocampus. So unfortunately, when we're stressed, we shrink our brain, causes dementia. Dementia, actually, if you diagnose it with a CT scan, you found that the volume of the hippocampus is actually smaller than a normal brain. So these are things that we need to pay attention to. The first place to always start is just making sure that we, we build a stress resilience. So things like meditation, they found that people that meditate a lot, they actually have better cognitive systems. Um, we have to make sure that we, you know, exercise will help with stress. We sleep will help with stress. Elevated levels of cortisol, I cannot overemphasize it. It impacts our prefrontal cortex. So not just the hypocompass uh, hypo strings, but it also impacts the prefrontal cortex, which deals with our executive function, organization, and critical thinking. So we definitely need to work on those things to make sure that we are less stressed, and we are giving our brains the opportunity to grow and build. Other things that we can do that keeps us from being stressed, you know, of course, you know, for me, I say I try to stimulate new neurons. So I try something new, I tell my patients, older patients that do puzzles, take a different route home. It will definitely help to activate your new brain neurons. Again, as I said, we don't get to have a brain transplant. All right. Other dermatogenes, toxins. We have to be very mindful of toxins that are around us. Unfortunately, it's everywhere. But I think that if we build a good immune system, that it would actually help us get rid of the toxins that we don't have control of. But the ones that we have control of, like lead, heavy metals, mercury. We need to be mindful of those. Social interactions. This is the last one. We are social beings. We need to interact with one another on a positive note. I know sometimes we feel like, oh, people are frustrating. People, you know, we're all complex people, you know, but on the flip side, interactions actually help our brains. It helps it not to decline. It gives us purpose in life. It helps us feel like we, we, we you know, we belong. We have, uh, we have a meaning. So we need to interact. We need to find our community. You have to find what gives you joy. It lights up the brain. I know that there's some relationships that are not healthy and I'm not talking about those because that would give you more stress. Stay away from stressful relationships. We're talking about 
relationships that are, you know, makes you feel like, okay, I'm giving something back, you know, find a place to volunteer, makes you feel good about yourself, makes your brain light up. So we've talked a lot about so many dermatogenes and how they affect our lives and our memory, our entire body and the core systems, seven of them that I've mentioned one way or the other, communication, transportation system, immune system, the gut system, they all come together to form this single sophisticated masterpiece that we live in. So that means we're wholesome, right? We cannot separate the brain from the gut. They all work together. You know, so we do need to respect this bi-dimensional system. So in summary, nutritional status, a hormonal imbalance, food allergies, toxin, digestive, immune system, metabolic, they all affect our mood and our attitude, how we think of ourselves, how, you know, our mind dramatically influences our, uh, our health and our thought process and our belief. So we need to have good thoughts. We need to, the, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we want to have a healthy brain. We got to think good thoughts. We got to get rid of those thoughts that hold us back. And we definitely have to strive to eating healthy and living healthier. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Starting early, as I mentioned, as early as 20, there are changes that can occur. So let's start now. Let's not wait to when we get older or say, oh, that's an old people disease, dementia, or any problems with the brain. Again, I'm not just focusing on dementia, depression, anxiety, all of that can all lead from the gut. So healthy gut, healthy brain. Until next time at Living at the Finest Podcast, remember that together we can triumph as women health champions because we need to, we deserve to, and we most certainly can achieve to live at our finest holistic health. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you would be transformed to take actionable steps to triumph at Living at Your Finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily Join me on Facebook and YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we can learn together. You know, my favorite hashtag, hashtag healthier together. See you soon. Take care and God bless.